Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli. And I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we are here with the Brooklyn Decker. We're so excited to have you here, Brooklyn. Thank you guys for having me. You I'm are, excited to be here. You're one busy lady. I can't believe we've got you for 30 minutes. We're so excited. Thank you. for. I, seriously, I'm so excited to be here. And you Thank guys are you. like a breath of fresh air oh, on you're this so Saturday sweet. morning. Oh, this I is know. Really nice. It's been storming. It has. Golly, it, but we're here it, safe and sound. Yeah, but Thank thankfully you got here safely from LA last night. Yeah, I flew in last night and they made us sit on the tarmac because I didn't know this and it makes perfect sense. They can't have you, like you can't taxi into the gate if they're, if it's lightning, right? Because right. it's dangerous for the guys who are yeah. steering you in. So we just kind of right. sat there. Yeah. Well, we got a really nice lightning show. Yeah. So oh, that's good. Cool. That's always it was fun. Nice. If yeah. you're not up in the lightning, right? Yeah. And this very handsome man named Andy Roddick just walked Hello, in. Hello, Andrew Steven. Visiting dignitary. There's a, Andy, there's a chair if you want to sit down. Oh. He's, he's sitting on the floor, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if we were, it's a room full of fun. He's sitting sure. in the corner Always on the is. floor in timeout. Really? <laughs> well, is. how did so? How did you two meet? Oh, it's this is a terrible story. Um, I'm just going to say it. So, uh, I used I was modeling for Sports Illustrated, and I had a sports show with one of their writers, Doctor Z, who actually just passed away um, oh. about a year ago. Oh, um, I know, but he but he was the only sports writer to go to every single Super Bowl. An incredibly decorated career. He's yeah. unbelievable. So. We had a football pick show where we picked our, you know, picks for that week for NFL. And we had it for two years and Andy watched it every week. And this was like, this was sort of early online video. We're talking like 2005, right. Oh 2006, gosh. right? Yeah. So he got... His friend, who's his attorney, to call my now manager, which is very Hollywood, and you would be surprised. This happens all the time, which mm -hmm. is kind of gross, and it was it was gross. And so <laughs> I didn't call him back for five months, and he just kept calling. He kept calling. Persistence. Persistence. Just like on the tennis court. I'm that's you, right? you know that's right. And then my manager, I was in New York, and I would moved from North Carolina. I didn't have any friends there, and my manager's like, you know what? You should go meet this guy. Like I hear he's kind of funny. He has a foundation. Yeah. And he's like, worst case scenario, it's a bad first date, and you have a funny story. You know, he's like, worst case, you and I can have a drink and joke about it. And so I called him back, and then we were engaged. I don't know nine months later something wow. like that time yeah. flies it now sure are you does. a tennis player no oh my gosh okay absolutely one not. would think that andy roddick would not marry anyone who is not a tennis player no i mean the thing is i'll always be the worst player in the house and i my ego can't take it <laughs> i just can't take you it you play to win yeah, exactly right. i'm like right. i can't i can't take i'll never be good in this household like not even remotely good but right. in comparison so no i stay far far away well i think your t your kid's gonna start playing tennis right Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think if if Andy had his choice, he'd probably keep them away from tennis because gotcha. it's so you're alone. It's so isolating. Yeah. And I think he is. That's as why someone, I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, right. Like there's a lot of, I think, really good lessons in that. But I also think as a parent, if you grew up that way, I think you want your kids to be on a team sport with friends right. and community. And yeah. so I think he would say no and I, I, I you know I have no idea we'll okay. see we're gonna we're gonna have to we'll stay see. tuned on yeah that. we stay will tuned. <laughs> well conversely like with your kids um do any of them have the dramatic bug or the acting bug yeah that's um, a great question that's a good question not yet our son is super outdoorsy and he's like a little lumberjack and you know my parents like grow their own food oh, and wow. like live on land and Gosh. sort of like live in the boonies and he likes that kind of thing okay. a great experience for him right it's yeah. he's like helping them grow vegetables and it's really sweet and my daughter is just kind of an asshole overall okay. like she <laughs> what is, a gorgeous like one. gorgeous, gorgeous. but if yeah. you don't if she doesn't give what she wants she'll literally like come and slap you or pinch like she gotcha. has to get her way she's a total boss like she kind of has 
her dad's take no prisoners personality. He would say it's my personality, but um, <laughs> when she's acting out, we <laughs> blame each other, works. you know? Um, but I have no idea. They're like their own individuals, so well, we'll see. so exciting. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, that's a great question because it leads me to my question, and that is you were, you were, you're from Ohio and then moved to North Carolina. So pretty normal middle-class upbringing, I would imagine, yep. right? Your mom's yep. a nurse. Yep. Your dad was in medical sales. Yep. So how did that Obviously, you're a beautiful woman, so congratulations on that. That's a great start. And Thanks, getting Mom ahead and of Dad. Right? Yes. Good gene pool. Can't take any credit for that. And the rumor is that you got discovered in a mall. Yeah. At a modeling contest. That's right. How cool is that? It, Would you recommend that for your daughter and other no. folks now? Okay. People come up. It, actually, I, 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 actually, I don't know if I've even ever said this before, but um, Haley Baldwin, you know, Haley Bieber now, yeah. her father came up to me at the SB's. I don't know. 10 years ago, nine years ago, something. And I was presenting and he said, you know, my daughter, she was probably, you know, 13 at the time, yeah. wants to be a model. She wants to get into it. She was there. She's beautiful, of course. He's like, what is your advice? And I said, do not do it. Whatever you do, do wow. not let her model. And now she's Haley Baldwin. Wow. And that cover Bieber. on Vogue with those two. I mean, so, so stunning. So don't listen to my advice right. is <laughs> really the lesson here. It's terrible do advice. Do the opposite. Do the opposite right, of what exactly. I would say. But, um, but no, I mean, I think the you know, the reason why I tell people not to do it is because it's one of the few industries where no matter how hard you work or how good you are, or how smart you are, or talented, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. And so it's really hard as a parent to teach your kids that hard work doesn't equate to success. Right. And that's kind of the case in fashion. So well, that's yeah. hard. Meritocracy so, is important. I agree. Right. Yeah. I agree. Well, we always like to ask this question of our guests. Um, was modeling the first dollar you ever made or was it something else? Selling shaved ice. What? Okay. That was the first. That oh was my the first God, story. Cool. The big how, reveal. How did you? How old were you? And how do you get okay, involved for, for in selling audience, shaved though, ice? I think that's like a snow cone too, right? Right, right, right. right. It's okay. like a snow okay. cone. Okay. It's like gotcha. a snow gotcha. cone, okay. but like not as delicious. Gotcha. It's sort of the less classy, okay. <laughs> like a second-rate <laughs> snow cone. Gotcha. Um, no, I I was doing it at soccer games. I had a, oh. a friend there, like a friend's parents friend had a stand, and we made it was probably you know eight bucks an hour or something. Yeah. Awesome as right. a kid. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, we were selling snow cones at shaved ice, and then I was a babysitter. So that's okay. that's how I made money in that's the early good. days. Yeah. What did that teach you? Uh, oh wow! Um, don't you have to use gloves? Okay. First okay. of all, yeah. just like rule of thumb in right. life, health, right? Health in life, standards. health standards. Yes. You know, wash your hands. That was a big, big life lesson. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, frankly, as a kid, it was just fun. It was fun to yeah. be able to make your own money, and right. I was outside. And I would love to say that there were big life lessons there there weren't it just was a really fun way as a kid to feel like you were making your own yeah. cash that you could then you know yeah. use are you going to encourage your own children to go that path absolutely good I'd love yeah to hear that. absolutely i mean yeah. who knows i think and what's so cool these days is there's so many different ways for kids right. to work you know right. and so you know we'll see what that is and, and maybe it's that you know traditional lemonade yeah. standard babysitting who yeah, knows right. but yeah, I think there are good lessons there. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. So did those lessons serve you in modeling and then forward from that in Hollywood and acting? It's funny. I mean, I think, again, with modeling, it was kind of hard because there was no, the work ethic there was really hard to um, kind of establish because you're just at the, you know, you're at the mercy of someone else hiring right, you. And right, you could go right. a month without getting hired and then, you know, you work for a week or 10 days or straight and then you don't work for a month. So sure. it was hard to sort of establish any sort of rhythm. Yeah. I think more than anything, both of those industries 
um, both sort of film and television and, and modeling have taught me to really deal with rejection mm -hmm. and to know that, you know, you, how many careers have we seen where someone hasn't done something in 10 years and all of a sudden they do that thing that gets them totally. an Oscar. Like it, there's, it's never over. There's always a yeah. chance. Glenn Close, are you it. listening? Right. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's so exciting. Know, like there's yeah. this sort of, um, not redemption, but there's a sort of comeback that people love so much, and 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 that's really exciting to see. So I think both yeah. industries just taught me to deal with no really well, and I think that's right. a great life lesson right. for anyone. So you had done television, you had done film, and then you landed Grace and Frankie. Yes. Wow, the, yeah. one of the biggest hits in years. Yeah, Huge I know. Huge following. It's I think well, it's my there's, favorite there's show. Not, Thank you. And there's not many shows anymore that you can watch with a family. Like when my mom comes to visit us at Christmas, we watch it. We binge it and we watch because she doesn't have Netflix. So. That makes me so happy. <laughs> so yeah. we'll sit, we've already seen it, but you know we always watch it right when it comes out. So like when she comes at Christmas, it's several months after. So it's like watching it I all over that. again and missing. But the it's plot not a binge. It's one that. episode a night. It's like one candy Ooh, out of the box every wow. day. That's yeah. showing we're very strange. Yeah. Except wow. when my mom's there. When my mom's oh, there, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll like binge binge. Oh, but for us, that. it's almost yeah. kind of like a steady yeah. diet. Just because, you know, you grow up, you watch a TV show once a week. Yep. It's just a little, you know, it's different now. Well, yeah. what I love is that your name is on the same marquee as Jane, F Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen, Sam Watterson, and Brooklyn Decker. The it's big five. crazy. How cool is that? Yeah, it's a shocker. Yeah. It's a shocker. No, it's not a shocker. No, it is. It is. It was, um, it was funny when, when I was auditioning or preparing to audition for the show, I was actually in Haiti, of all places, and there's no internet, you know, right. so, yeah. so I couldn't read the script, but um, I was actually with my manager. He does a ton of work down there, and we were just on a, a trip doing some work, and, and he got this call, and again, you get maybe cell phone service for an hour a day, right. and he said, so they want you to come in for this, and it's called Grace and Frankie. It's starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sam Watterson, Martin Sheen, but we can't get you the script. We can't get you any materials. And I said, done. I want to do Whatever it. Like, it I don't know right. what it is. I don't yeah. know what the role is. I don't know what the part is. I have no idea, but I just know if all four of them are a part of it, it has to be good. Right. And so I went, I mean, obviously on the flight, I read the script, but I basically said yes, I'd unseen because I knew yeah. it would, and plus Marta Kaufman and Howard Morris, the showrunners, right. creator of Friends, Friends, you know, Marta. So it's just, yeah, it's an incredible team. And, yeah. and, and I knew it was going to be great. Well, one thing I love is that you have really grown over, as in your character, and the stature within the series. You've really grown. How does Thank that you. feel? Because it's like they're writing specifically for you. Thank you. Which is great. I mean, look, when you sign on to a show like this, in your number six or seven or eight or whatever on the call sheet, you know that it's not your show. Yeah. And, and, and right. you're there to to support the main cast and ultimately like I think when you look at sort of arcs for secondary characters I think we all know what they're th we're there for and if we get to do any good material or have any fun it's a huge right. win yeah. because again it's not your show and it's right. not your story right. and they have done a really good job over the seasons of like really focusing on or giving some focus to the kids where they do get their own arc I know right. um, you know last season uh, Baron Vaughn who plays Bud got to go through like becoming a father right. and wow. getting married Great and story arc. you know there was um, Coyote played by Ethan Embry was looking mm -hmm. for his adoption mother so there and then June Diane Raphael who's, who's we play sisters on the show yeah. there's we're, we're always figuring out that sister dynamic so right. they do a good job of sort of picking some of the characters to service each season right. and um and it's just again it's just a blast to be able to show up and work a few days and just be part of something that feels really special that people are you know right. loving but now is part of your story art going from kind of fresh grub Pasadena young mom to glamour gal now I mean they've really they bumped it up, haven't they? Bumped they? Yes, it they up. have. I wow. know, I it was know. It's noticeable. It's like, well, because you're so naturally beautiful. It's like, well, that's, that's Brooklyn. That's Brooklyn with Andy. Of course, she looks stunning in them. Boy, oh boy. Thank you. 
They really bumped me. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they, it was a conscious decision. And the conversation was basically, this was a woman who married her college sweetheart, who never went to work. We know that right. girl. Right. She yeah. went right into motherhood, yeah. went right into the sort of wifely role. Sure. And that's a, that's a great path to take. And it's a wonderful life to have. But I think obviously after a while she got sick of it. And right. they were initially talking about um, the storyline where Mitch, her husband, where they decided to get divorced. They were initially talking about him having an affair right. and our uh Creators and our writers actually said, you know what, how cool would it be for a woman just to say, you know what, this relationship no longer yes, serves me. I'm no exactly. longer happy and our kids aren't happy right. as a result. Like, mm -hmm. not that he did anything wrong and she's the victim, yes. but she made a choice to leave. And so that was a super deliberate choice on their end. Yeah. And then as a Right? I, th I thought so too. Yeah. I thought that was, and it, it surprised me because we had the whole time, you know, thought that I was going to be dealing with an affair and I sort of liked that it became all of a sudden my choice. And then as a result, physically, they're like, okay, now she's bringing it. For the first time, she's right. single. For the right. first time, she's doing her makeup for the first time she's yeah. getting a wardrobe so just from an aesthetic standpoint it was really right. fun to to play into all of that and working you're also playing yeah. a career woman too i'm an intern for my sister <laughs> but yes that's generous Which is usually to a say worse than death for any human <laughs> I mean, on this planet right to say that it's a career would be right, very yeah. generous right, right, right. i'm an intern for my sister to be clear but yes being in the workforce and, right. and pitching products and right. and and we see we're shooting season six right now yeah. so we see that evolve even further um, wait. yeah that's so, so that's really fun now did you see some of Jane Fonda's early films where she played the daughter? I did. Oh, I did. Oh, good. I have. How'd that go? It, it, I, it was just, it's amazing to see her transform and also to see sort of the role of women in film at that time right. compared mm. to what they are yes. now. Yeah. You know, she, I remember there right. was, it was an afternoon in the park or something I saw and she Barefoot was in the park. Exactly. With Bob Redford. Exactly. Ugh, and she's literally dreamy. waiting at home for her husband to come right, home from work. Right, right? right. And, and, and now she's, you know, running a company and talking yeah. about vibrators and smoking pot and all these, <laughs> right. you know, it's like amazing to see how that sort of just women have evolved on screen yeah, right. over the years. Um, but there's a lot about her. Like I, I haven't read her autobiography. I haven't seen, um, the documentary on her because yeah. I kind of, I don't want it to, I don't know. Some people do that. It. They want to know everything about the right. people they're working with and other people want to discover it when they're sure. yeah, working I with totally them. And I decided that. I wanted to discover kind of who she yeah. was. Well, well, we let together. me ask you, working with her, what is the one thing that she, and I would even extend that to Lily and Sam and Martin as well, What what's one thing that working with such pros like them has taught you about acting and just life in general? One thing Jane has taught me is, it, what's interesting about her is she always has someone on set. There's either a someone who's thinking about running for office or there's a senator who's thinking about so potentially putting their hat in for president right. or, or naming the hat for president. Yeah. There's someone from a nonprofit. There's someone following her for the documentary. I mean, mm -hmm. she's constantly working. And while this is a huge part of her life, the show and acting, she's shown me that you can keep going and keep doing it all. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think so often, you know, I have two kids and I think a lot of people who have a lot of sort of wear a lot of hats and have a lot of things going on in their life. Don't think that they can pay attention to all of it. And she right. has shown me that you can, yeah. and it's hard and it's hard work, but she never stops. And I think that's, that tenacity is, is, is really incredible and, and a kind of a wonder to watch. And then Lily, just from like a work standpoint, I've never worked with an actor who's so free. Mm -hmm. Like she right. shows up and she's just in mm -hmm. the character. She's, she's just, you know, she shows up and she's Frankie and she's loose and the lines are, I mean, she, she's word perfect, meaning she, she knows all of her lines, of course, but the, she just plays yeah, and there's yeah. so much freedom in what she does. Whereas right. Jane is super technically perfect and right. super structured, right. and, which is so true to the character as well, to Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Martin and Sam just have fun. 
it's like they're just having fun together. They're Can't singing imagine. show tunes all the time. They're dancing. They're sharing stories. They're right. reading books. I mean, they're all constantly trying to learn, and they're so curious to learn. And and I think, you know, it can off, that that industry can be a vacuum, and they've right. kind of gone so far beyond it, if that makes sense. Well, and a lot of projects don't have these multi generations incorporated into it as beautifully as what what yeah. you were doing. So I would say that you're really fortunate as an actor to encounter this. I mean, you're not in a rom-com that's, I mean, which is fine, you're right, but you right. get to keep on learning from these pedigree talents, which is, you should be paying them. Uh, exactly. Right. That's, I, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know. yeah, the, it's, it's, it's amazing to see, um, it, for the first time, someone who's, you know, in their seventies or eighties, they're not just like the quirky cat yeah. lady grandmother right, that comes right. downstairs and delivers like the one line to the audience clap. You know, yeah. these are, they're the center of the show. And sure. then our lives are sort of like, you know, sprinkled in to add a little bit of flavor, but it's right, them. Right. And, and we get to see them, you know, go through everything that we've seen women in their thirties and twenties go through for decades, right. you yeah. know, and, and yeah. that like life doesn't stop when you turn 60 Thank or goodness. 70 or 80. And, and so I think that's why it's, it's really struck a chord with people. I mean, I know Netflix took a big, not a big gamble on it, but they were like, you know, the generation that's going to watch this show doesn't have Netflix. Like right. you were saying right. with your mom, right? Yes. Like they don't have Netflix. And I think what they found when the show came out was that this is, I think they're hot. I think, I don't know this because Netflix doesn't share anything notoriously, but I think this show is sort of does, is the highest performing show across all is. generations. Spot on yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing an interview with Jane and Lily on NPR before it aired and they were so, they got along so beautifully and they were talking about the characterization and they mentioned you kids. I don't know if you remember this interview no. it was with Terry Gross and how great it was to work with you because they had already shot quite a bit of it before it aired and the entire season. And they were so generous about you guys, oh. which is awesome. That's right? really nice. Which I think is a true statement of an actor of, of that level, That's that high really level. That's really nice. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard that and I'll have to find it. And yeah, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm going back on Sunday and, and it's... June, Jane and I are shooting together, Ugh. I think six scenes on Monday. Wow. And we're just, we're so Paradise. excited to all be together. And right. we had our table read last week and she's like, I haven't seen your girls in three episodes. I can't wait to be together again. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a fun thing to be a part of. Well, That's in addition so to Jane, um, you know, cause you know, you have modeled and you've done, you know, fashion, a lot of stuff with fashion and things like that. Um, who are some of your style icons in addition to Jane? Because she is yeah, the ultimate next, style she's icon. She's next level. Um, oh gosh, style icons. I mean, Lauren Hutton, mm. I think, does yeah. it so yes, well. Please. Another fellow f supermodel. Right, she she is, but she toes that like, I don't know. She does that masculine, feminine thing really yeah. well. Um, who else? Carolyn Murphy, uh, also yeah. model yeah, of beautiful. late. She's beautiful. And again, like does, there's something about them where like you, you, you could see them and you're like, oh, I could see them camping in the woods in sweats and boots, but I could also see them on a red carpet right. and it all looks cool. You right. know, I feel like, I wish I had that sort of effortlessness. I think that kind of describes you. No, yeah. that's very yes. nice. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work for me. Well, to what you also work right. at is rolling up your sleeves and working with the Andy Roddick Foundation. You yes. guys do so many good things across the world. And here in our backyard, can you yeah. share some experiences about that? Yeah, so we're here um, actually for our fourth luncheon. Uh, we have a big gala every year. We've been having. I mean, the foundation. I think this is our is our the twentieth year that since you th turned thirty seven this year. I remember back started the, when he yeah. was seventeen. The Elton and Lionel days. Exactly. Yeah. So this has been around for now twenty years, yeah. and it's evolved. And um, four years ago, we started the luncheon, which was meant to be sort of a more casual approach right. to the foundation, not so much of a big gala, a big right. artist. Yeah. Um, and and basically, what it specializes in is out of school 
full-time. And mm -hmm. when Andy first started, his mentor was Andre Agassi, who famously started a school yeah. in yes. Vegas, um, serving you know underserved youth. And that's what Andy thought he wanted to do. Yeah. And so when he was really focusing in on Austin, which was his home, what they found was that there's a lot of great education here. The public school system is wonderful. Yes. Where we fall short in serving our kids is the out of school time. Right. And kids will spend 80% of their time out of school. Right. And that's the time when their parents yeah. are at work yeah. and Two their hands families. are idle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what do they do with their time? Yeah. If they're not you know, being enriched or being educated, they fall off. And the state of Texas, um, it, this is a sort of shocking and devastating statistic, but will predict their jail capacity by looking at the third grade reading level, yeah. right? So they look oh at a third gosh. grader and say, oh, they're it's not up to reading level. We statistic. can make the assumption that they're going to be in prison. I mean, right. that's, right. which is, which is oh, basically, terrible. right? And, yeah. it, and it's not to say that the state's given up on them by that age right. at all. It's just saying if they don't have support by that age, chances yeah. are they're probably not going to have a bright future. Right. And that's where ARF, the Andy Roddick Foundation, steps in and tries to make it so that these kids have access to high-quality programming, right. to different um, vocational skills, to, to be able to see, you know, we've had, there's so many incredible creatives in Austin. We've had yeah. Keith Krieger, who does pottery, yes. come in, pottery, Tyson Cole, it. chef, yeah. come in and mm -hmm. teach the kids, like, you can actually cook food for your job. Yeah. You can actually play with clay for your job. Right. You can be a photographer, an artist, a banker, whatever it is that you want to be. And there's also a lot of really incredible programming for the parents, uh, financial literacy. Um, right. We get groceries delivered every week during the summer so that mm -hmm. you know parents aren't worried about healthy food yeah. and expensive you know produce for their children. Right. So it's it's really supporting the entire family, um, and and just making it so that you know Austin, there's so much opportunity here, yeah. there's so much success here, but there's also a huge sect of people who right. are left behind, and we're mm -hmm. trying to make sure that we can all kind of thrive together. Well, and it's a paradigm for other programs to do that beyond Texas and beyond Austin as well, which is really exciting. Yeah, exactly. And, and I love that you give that ex you all give that exposure that these children in many instances would not have. Their parents don't right. have the resources or the knowledge or the exposure to give them that exposure. So you That's guys right. are doing some great work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We always say it's, it's funny. It's, it's, you know, the only thing, you know, these children, they have access, again, to an incredible education, incredible educators. Right, All the right. principals have to sign into this program. They're so passionate and hands-on and involved. Their parents are so passionate and hands-on and involved. The only problem is that they just don't have the resources, yeah. as you were saying. Yeah, and so right. that's the only disconnect. It's not like all this work is being done and then they're going home to right. a house where they're not being supported. That's not the case at all. They have everything that that could possibly make them successful. Yes. All the support in the world, they just don't have the means or right. the actual programming to help them do that. So to be able to step in and say, okay, here you go, yeah. go and fly, right. do your thing, right. um, it, it's, it's lasting, it has yeah. lasting effects. Well, kids want freedom and to support that freedom and how they can thrive on, on their own, like you're mentioning, yep. that's so key. Well, well, what's the thing you most enjoy about giving back? through philanthropy and through the foundation. So stylishly. Oh, goodness. Um, gosh, I don't know. It's funny. I, you know, when I started sort of getting involved with the foundation when Andy and I first got together, I, we didn't have kids, yeah, you know? Right. And, and of course, children are our future mm -hmm. and any person knows that and anyone can get on board with that and support that. But I think, you know, over the last, you know, I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And now that you have kids and you see that as a parent, you want to give them the world right. and to not be able to give them that and to have someone come in and say, hey, I got you. Don't worry. Right. I'm going to help you out here is everything. Yeah. And it's funny. They were doing a lot of sort of when they were doing their, their market research and figuring out how best to mold this programming to different schools, they were talking about um, the amount of money that went into out-of-school time and the amount of time parents spent with kids and latchkey kids and all of this. And, and as they were sort of gathering all this research, I said, oh, that, that was my childhood. Yeah. 
that was me. I remember yeah. I was, I made the cheerleading team my freshman year of high school and it was $80 for the season and $80 right. would buy you your pom-poms right. and your shoes and I think warm-ups. Sure. And then you borrowed the uniform from the school. Yeah. And I went home to my mom and I was like, I made the cheerleading team. This is so exciting. It's $80. And my mom said to me, so we can't afford the $80. Can you ask your coach if we can pay in two installments? And like, that was a real conversation. Yeah, wow. They couldn't yeah. afford the $80 to help right. me cheer my freshman year of high school. And so, but solution oriented though, yeah, trying right. to find a way to make it happen. Can we do it? Can you just talk right. to your coach and see if yes. we can do it in two? And so right. my point in saying that is like, I had no idea that I was lack quote unquote lacking opportunity. I had no idea that kids in other parts of town had more programming right. or anything right. because right. I had this amazing support of home. Yeah. And that's how I think a lot of the students in our fars, like they have this amazing supportive home mm -hmm. and all they need is access to programming that's yeah. it Isn't that that's incredible it. and you guys provide that right wow how are we doing on time we right? are about out oh of time because we could talk Brooklyn, here all i know we I really talk, could. i talk too much <laughs> no, no, so much no, no. Keep talking. so i do want to end with one question this yeah. ties back to grace and frankie in one word what's one word you can reveal about season six hmm that's a good question um one word. In one word, describe it. <laughs> you are Mr. Tuffy. That's I a know. Tough one. Well, um, I just wanted to be without spoiling anything and not giving anything away. Just a real succinct in one word or one phrase. Okay. Um, I'm going to use a phrase: fork in the road. Ooh, oh, I love that one. Love it. I was going to say from season five, martinis, but that's me, yes. right? <laughs> martinis are just a thread They're that goes through every season. Thread. Every season. Fork in the road. There are a lot of choices oh, to be good. made by a lot of big characters wow. in the show. That's exciting. We can't wait to tune in in January. Yep, that's yes, right. It'll be here out. before you know it. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brooklyn Decker. Thank you. We're so thrilled to have you. Thank I'm, you for having I'm me. I'm Lance Every Morgan signing off. And I'm Rob Giardinelli signing off with Success with Style, reminding you that great style starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.